Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. If you would, turn with me to Mark's Gospel, chapter 16. Hallelujah. Talking about maintaining a soft heart. A soft, tender heart is what we're going for, saints. It's that hundredfold grounds what I'm talking about. It's that pure ground that has no stones. I'm working on it. I'm not there yet, okay? I'm working. But the good ground that Jesus talked about, that hundredfold ground is pure. No stones, no thorns. It's rich, deep ground. Amen. Have you ever worked up a garden? Or you know, do you people have gardens? Not too many. Well, anyway, you could till that garden up so fine that when you walk in it, it's like you just like soft powder. You just kind of sink into it. Now, I've worked up ground... In years, it's been a while back, but you can work up ground up so fine that when you sow when you sow seed, that seed just it shoots out and it lands and it leaves a little indentation in the ground. It just kind of hits and you can just see it hitting. That's the kind of ground we need. Amen. A soft, tender ground. In other words, for the word. The seed of God's word to come into you and to land in that soft ground. Saints, I'm telling you, it'll germinate and it'll grow. You want to accelerate things in your life? Work on your heart. Get those stones out. Get the weeds out. We're going to talk about this. I can't get all this in one message. We'd be here till 2 o'clock. And we don't want to miss dinner. That is the key. Now, the Lord wants you to have that hundredfold ground more than you do. The hundredfold ground gives Him glory. When you're walking in it and you're, and you're producing fruit for the kingdom, saints, that's giving Him glory. Amen. Now, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna touch base on this. And there's some, some things we're going to talk about. I, we're going to get started on this. Um, let's, let's first look at the, the um, disciples in <clears throat> Mark 16, verse 14. See, the disciples had some issues also, right? It's called being hard-headed or a hard heart. When you, whenever you have a hard heart, the sea, a hard heart is like this. You can't do that to a soft ground. But something hard, it repels the seed. We're going to see with the disciples. Now, they've been with Jesus for three years, three, three and a half years. And they're still have an issue with a hard heart. Let's pick us up in verse 14. Hallelujah. It says, later he appeared to the eleven, as they sat at the table, get this, 
he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. And this is the reason. Because they did not believe those who, who had seen him after he had risen. In other words, they, they would not believe the report. You got to remember, Jesus prophesied to them about his death and resurrection several times. Not only that, well, actually, we sit here in verse 9 and, and 10 and 11 and 12 that, that Mary and the two, the two men who walked on the, uh, on the road, they all gave account, witness. These are witness accounts. And other women, they had more than three witnesses. But they refused to hear or believe, or actually it says they refused to believe what they heard. That is called a hard heart. A tender heart is just the opposite. And that's what we're going to get into. Now, Jesus rebuked them, but notice he didn't stay on it. He just rebuked them, corrected them, and then told them to go. Saints, there's, there's times when God has to correct us, even rebuke us. <laughs> it's for our own good. Come on. So why? Why? So that we can go on. Amen. God wants you to go on. But there are times, don't, don't, don't think God's harsh because he's correcting you. He, he, he disciplines the ones he, he loves. He, he, he loves you, so he's going to discipline us. We're not arrived yet. We're in a process of moving forward. We're in a process. We're not, you know, no one can say that, well, we have arrived. No, we're working on it. But saints, listen, you can't operate in a hundredfold. You can't operate in the hundredfold arena. You are well able to do that. Don't let the enemy tell you that you cannot. Because you can. And it is God's will for you to operate in full potential of the hundredfold return. It is possible. But it's going to take effort. I said it's going to take effort. I'm not talking about you doing a bunch of performances and stuff. I'm not saying that you have to earn it. I'm not saying that you're going to have to. Uh, he's done it for you. But you will have to make an effort to believe. You're going to have to labor to enter into that rest. There is a laboring and that's our part. And that's what we're going to get into. Turn with, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 3, and let's get started. Hebrews chapter 3. Talking about having a soft heart. And saints, we are well able. God has, God has um, that's, his, that's his goal for us. To go to that level. Let's pick it up. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today. Everybody say, today. 
today. Huh. Now, isn't that, now it was today in Moses' day, and it's today, now he's quoting now Psalms 95. David wrote Psalms 95. David said today. Now here it says today. And we say it's today. There is an urgency here. See, this is actually the second warning about hearing his voice. If you step back, well, actually, I, I think it's in chapter 2. Uh, oh, yeah, chapter 2, verse 1. It says, therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have, what? Heard. Least we drift away. Now he's, he's given another warning Basically on the same thing. It's, but, this, but this is pinpointing, he's going to pinpoint the dangers of unbelief. <clears throat> Saints, listen. God has given us the measure of faith. That's a done deal. As a born-again believer, you have the measure of faith. Now, it's up to us to use that measure you can use a little, or you can abound in much. But it's going to be up to us if we're going to operate in God's faith. You allow doubt in, and that messes up the whole equation. It will trump faith. Unbelief will, unbelief will stop everything. I know it doesn't sound like it's possible, but it is. That's why it works. That's why you've you got to keep stuff from entering into your heart, keep things out. It says, okay, so let's, let's get started. So today, if you will hear his voice, let's maybe back it up. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of trial in the wilderness now i love this even though it is the the uh our beloved david david is writing psalms 95 and this is a quote from 95 but yet he says the holy spirit it just adds more credence even though we know this is the breath of god but he's going out of his way to let you know this is the Holy Spirit speaking today. Saints, today is the day of salvation. Actually, today is the acceptable, acceptable time. Today is the day of salvation. It's the day of grace. We're in grace now. It is the day. It's the day to act. <clears throat> You know, I, I recall back, they, they gave, was it 1980, Mount St. Hel Helens Blue, 1980-81. They gave warnings after warnings after warnings about that thing, about the blow. It could blow any time. What did people do? They wanted to get closer. 
Figured that one out. Why? Because there's a little bit of a delay. And campers started coming in and people start, and that thing blew. And I'm not, I don't know the exact count, but there are many of them lost that shouldn't have been lost. Why? Because they lost their lives because they didn't give heed to the warnings. Now, he's given us a warning. It's just like this, these, these hurricanes. They come into the, you know, down south, and, and what do people do? They, they don't give heed to the warning. Well, they do. They throw hurricane parties. I, I haven't figured that one out, but they throw hurricane parties, and a lot of them will actually go down to the beach to watch it come in. Now, now I know for a fact the Katrina one, and I don't know what year that was, that was a category as a Cat 5, that came in. Many of people lost their lives because they did not give heed. What we call that? Hard heart. They knew what the warning was. They knew, but they didn't give heed. Here it says, saints, take warning. It says, today, today, if you will hear his voice and do not harden your heart as in the day of rebellion and the day of trial in the wilderness. In other words, it's a choice. You don't have to reject God's word. You don't have to reject, reject the truth. Just accept it. It says here, the Holy Spirit says. Hallelujah. If he said it, then guess what? I'm going to do it. Now, there's two words that stick out. And we, the two words that stick out is the word hear. Today, if you will hear his voice, that word hear, I got it written down. <clears throat> it means to attend. It means to give audience to. It means to hearken. It means to hear and obey. Let me say it again. To hear and obey. That word here means to hear and obey. Saints, there's no gap in between the hearing and the obeying. Let me say this, this way. Let me say it this way. <clears throat> the hearing And the obeying, the obeying should be prompt. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. The word hear means to hear and obey. So you can say it like this. My sheep hear and obey my voice. Moses said, and all these blessings shall be added. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if, if you will obey. That word obey means to hear. That obey means to hearken. If you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. 
That's Old Testament. <clears throat> and I know some people say, and, and it's, it's some truth. It actually, it is true. <clears throat> Deuteronomy. I mean, Jesus fulfilled it. He fulfilled the law. But the principle is still the same. Hearing and obeying. Jesus said, my sheep hear and obey my voice. And I know them and they follow me. Now you get those two? My sheep hear and obey my voice. And what does the sheep do? They follow. They hear and they follow. There is no gap for delay. It's hearing and doing. What if one of the sheepies decided to stay behind? And the shepherd goes off. But the one sheep decided to stick around a little bit longer, hang around a little longer by the still water. Right? We all want that. But you have to remember, Psalm 23 is seasonal. We have to follow the shepherd. So the shepherd is going, and the sheep know his voice. So they're following the good shepherd. But the one sheep decides to stay back. Is it going to end well for that one? That is what that one sheep has now became hard-hearted. He's not listening. He's not following. Even though he heard, he makes the decision, you know what, I'm going to stick around here a little bit. I'm not going to follow the shepherd. I'm going to do my thing over here. He just opened up the door for the enemy. What does the seed do on hard ground? The Bible says the devil comes what? Immediately. He picks the seed off the hard ground. That sheep that decided to do its own thing. Come on, I'm not talking. You're, you're not that sheep. I know that. We're all good sheep here. But I have to admit, there are some areas in my life that the Lord had to knock, knock some sense into me. This, we'll let that go for right now. There are some areas in my life I need to come up. I have to admit, I'm working on it. But whenever we, we make that choice, saints, listen. You open up the door, an avenue for the enemy to come in because you're not in the place you're supposed to. You're not in, see, now you're not in the perfect will. The best place to be is in God's perfect will. A person with a hard heart doing his own thing, they end up not being in God's perfect will. That leaves them open for the attacks of the enemy. In other words, it's easy pickings. That's the hard pathway that Jesus talked about that the devil came immediately and took him out. The devil, is hard, there's no effort. <clears throat> Let me say it this way. There is no delay when we hear and obey. Disobeyed Obedience that is disobeyed leaves you open for the enemy. Don't create a gap there, saints. Keep it shut. 
When the Lord tells you to do something, I always, always heard Kenneth Hagin say this, obey the voice of your conscience. Bible says we're to hold faith with a pure conscience. When your conscience, it's your spirit speaking to you. When, it's, when he's telling, your spirit man is telling you to do something, just do it. Be quick. We'll talk, to, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. So that, that word sticks out to me. Why, why, why are we talking about hearing and obeying? When you hear and obey, you're creating a soft heart. You're keeping your heart soft. When you pr- I'm talking about practicing. I'm not talking about a one-time event. This is continuous. Just like a sheep follows the shepherd. It is content, right? Am I right? Is it just a one-time thing? It is continuous. That sheep is constantly hearing the voice of the shepherd. Jesus said, he that, had ear, he that has ears, let him hear. That's a double. That's a verb speaking in a double. I don't know my English that well, but it's double something, narrative or something. It's the same thing as saying, uh, uh, Romans 10, 17, Paul said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing. That's a double. Hearing and hearing. You keep hearing. Saints, we keep hearing and hearing and hearing. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As sheep, we are to keep hearing and hearing. Because we're following, following. It is constant. It is continuous. That's the reason why the good ground, Jesus talked about the hundredfold ground, which we won't have time to even get into, is the hundredfold ground because that ground is always listening. You hearing me? All of them heard, if you look at the, the parable of souls of the word, all of them heard. All four grounds. But only one ground produced. And that's the good ground. Why? Because the good ground continued, continued, continued to hear, continued to hear and hear and hear. What does hear mean? Hear and obey. So you could say this, the good ground hears and obeys. They're the ones that brings forth a good crop. It's the hearing and obeying. It sounds so simple, and it is simple. God has made it simple for us. But the flesh doesn't like to do it. And the enemy knows it. So he'll get in your flesh, and he does it by getting into the mind. And to tell you lies that you can't do it, it's not for you, and you don't need to do it. Saints, we need to hear and listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying. And the other word that sticks out to me is the one that says, it says, today if you will hear his voice and do not harden your heart. That word harden, let me read what it says in the, what I picked up in the Greek. Harden means to, uh, to be stubborn. I'm glad we have no one here like that. My dad used to get on to me and us boys about being stubborn because we would listen to him tell us things to do. 
boys, I want you to clean out the fence row, or boys, I want you to hold potatoes. We worked. I mean, we, we actually worked. But many of the time, we would not do. We would not listen. Uh, pardon me. We knew what he said. We heard it, but we wouldn't obey it. That is called stubborn. It says um, stubborn. Let's see. Where to? Um, stubborn, hard-headed, stiff-necked. That's not like children of Israel. Unyielding, rigid. In other words, you know what God said. You know He said to do this, but yet we don't do it. Now I now it says hard. When it says hard, don't harden your heart. He is not talking about if you're struggling with with an issue. Let's get this straight. He is not talking about if you're struggling with an issue, with a habit. Come on. He's not talking about that. Because listen, we all struggle. Listen, I could be struggling with a habit. And it may take me one or two years to, to, to to win over it. But I don't quit. He's not talking about that person. That person is actually a soft person because he wants to please God. He's not quitting. Even though he's got this habit, whatever it may be, he knows if he'll just stick with the word, and I guarantee if you stick with the word, you will be set free. Jesus said that. Jesus said, if you will continue, if you will abide in my word, if you'll just stick with it, continue is what we're talking about. If you will continue with my word, you are indeed my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You stick with the word, saints. That is the way to get free. Well, I had issues when when I first got saved. I had a, I had some had I had some bad habits. I would chew. Red man, and that wasn't even strong stuff. My grandfather he chewed some heavy stuff. It it came in a. I don't know what it was. It was in a, it was in a, looked like, it looked, it's in this uh, yellowish bag and is in a, like a ring of, and he would, he would, he would rip that thing apart and, and he gave me some and I, I, and I'm, I was used to red man and that's pretty strong stuff I thought and I took some of that stuff and it made me dizzy. I go, what is this? What'd you put in this? <laughs> it's strong stuff. But the thing is, I enjoy chewing. That's nasty habit. But I stuck with the word. And that's about the time I met Joanne. And I knew that habit had to go. So I finally got rid of it, but it took a little bit of a fight. It, I mean, I, why, why did it take a fight? Because I enjoyed it. Come on, that's, your flesh loves that stuff. Well, I don't know about tobacco, but it loves to do things as against the spirit. It's just the flesh. You gotta, Paul said you've got to keep the body under. So 
we're, what I'm saying is if you're struggling against an issue, just keep fighting. Keep, keep in the Word. Eventually, you will be set free. The Word will guarantee it. If you stick with the Word, you'll be set free. Amen. So that word, so don't, so that word hard. So we're not talking about you're trying to break a habit or something. We're talking about those areas in your life that you, do, that you know the Holy Spirit told you to do something. You know the Lord said to do this, to do that. And you deliberately say, no, I'm not going to do it. That is what I'm talking about. And eventually what you're doing, it's like Paul said, you're searing a, uh, your, your skin against a hot iron like a callus. You, you build up a callus. Of course, I don't have callus on my hands right now. But earlier this spring, I had, didn't have Well, she don't know. I built up a pretty, I built up some, I was clearing trees and stuff. I, I built them up pretty good. And those callus, I could rub against it and not really feel. Because it's like dead skin built up. I mean, right? That's what happens to our conscience. We, we just, ah, and eventually you just forget it. That's called grieving the Holy Spirit. When God specifically wants you to do something, you say, no, I, don't, I just do it my way. I think Frank Sinatra or someone sung a song, I just do it my way, or I'll do it my way. Big hit, you know. Oh, yeah, I'll do it my way. No, I want to do it God's way. Why? Saints, I want to be pleasing in His sight. I want that hundredfold, that hundredfold in my life. And it's going to take work. In order, it, it just doesn't happen. I wish, I, 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 it'd be great. I said, well, just wait for it. It'll happen. It won't. You're going to have to make an effort. So there's three things I want to talk about, and I, I, I'm just touching base. There's three, three areas I want to talk about on how to keep your heart soft. And the first one, let me, let me turn my notes here, my second page. Yes, I have two pages. Hallelujah. So the first, first thing I want to talk about, go to, to uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Or actually, yeah, chapter 4, verse 1, but in verse 19, uh, I'm sorry, Hebrews, chapter 4, um, verse 19, chapter 3, it says, And so we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. In other words, a hardened heart. A heart that's full of unbelief, the seed of God can't enter. So let's pick it up in verse 4, verse 1, uh, verse 1, chapter 4, it says, Therefore... Since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, verse 2, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. You see that, saints? There was, there was no mixing of faith. They heard, but the word preached did not profit them because they didn't mix any faith. What a terrible thing to have a promise. I mean, all they had to do, like Caleb and Joshua, they mixed their faith with the Word of God. And they entered in. Those that didn't failed to mix 
their faith with the Word of God. So the first step, here again, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but the first step is to hear and obey. When? Today. Isn't that the key word throughout this? It says it about four or five times in between uh, uh, chapter 3 and 4. Today. Is today today? Tomorrow will you get up. Guess what? That's today. Guess what? That's the day you're to hear and obey without delay. Now, there's a, there's a scripture for that. It's Psalm 119. I'll just read it to you. Psalm 119, verse 60. I make haste and did not delay to keep His commandments. Do you get that? He says, I did not delay to keep His or your, it says your commandments. Delayed obedience is disobedience. There should not be a delay. Be prompt. That's one of the things that made David. David had a, he, yeah, he made some major mistakes, but yet he had a tender heart towards the Lord. He was quick to repent. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't drag it out. He was quick. Saints, be quick. If you mess up, be quick. Repent. Get it right. Don't harden your heart. Keep it soft. You know, you remember when, when Mary told her servants the, in, the, in the, uh, John chapter, the very first miracle Jesus did at the wedding, it was, was at the wedding. Mary told her ser- servants, whatever he says to you, do. Whatever he says, do it. In other words, you can say it this way. Whatever you hear him say, obey. Now, does that mean, well, if Jesus tells me to do something, I'll, I'll obey, but I'll do it next week? No. Obey at that time. You hear and you obey now. That was a today word. That was a rhema word that Jesus gave them. He told them what they had to do. And what he told them, what they, I mean, fill up six pots of water. I mean, what was Mary doing? She was preparing their heart. Listen to me. For what? The seed. Mary says, whatever you hear, him say, you receive it. You do it. That's preparing their heart to receive the word. You hear and you do. It is a practiced lifestyle. Now, do we all want the hundredfold return? Hallelujah. I think we all do. It's for the glory of God. Turn with me, turn with me to, I'm going to look at this. I'm, I'm not going to venture off too far because I, I can't do it. But hold your place and go with me to Luke uh, chapter 8. I think it's chapter 8. 
Luke chapter 8. Uh, Verse 8. It says, But others fell on good ground, But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. Then he said, then he had said these things, when he, when he had said these things, get this. It says here in the New King James, it says, he cried. Right before he's going to give you, saints, listen up now. He's going to give you the key to the sower sowing the word. Some translation says he shouted. Why would he shout? Why would he cry out? Because this is very, very important. Listen to what he says. Verse 8. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, what did we just say? Hearing, to hear means to hear and obey. This is the key. In other words, it never stops. You keep on hearing. You keep on obeying. There is no stop to it. Now, now, now go with me to verse, let's see, 15, the good ground. But the ones that fell on good ground are those having heard the word with a noble, noble and good heart. That's a pure. Good heart is a pure heart. Notice what it says. And keep, what does keep mean? It means to hold fast. Hold fast what? The Word. The good ground holds fast the Word. How often? It's continuous. It's continuous. It doesn't stop. The good ground holds fast to it and bears fruit with patience. Did you see that? It's hearing and hearing. It's, it's constantly, saints, it's constantly hearing this word over and over and over. It's meditation in the word. Why? So that you may observe to do. It's hearing. You speak it to yourself. You hear it preached over and over until what? That revelation comes. You keep hearing it and you keep hearing it. Why would God give you more revelation if you stop hearing it? If you stop hearing and doing, why would God give you more? Think about it. Think about it. If, if God gave you a revelation and you said, yes, all right, amen, and you stop, you stop hearing and obeying. In other words, you're satisfied. Guess what? He cannot reveal more light. He can't reveal it. Why would he do it? If you're not obeying the next step, you got revelation here, but yet you, 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 you decide not to move on with the shepherd who's shepherding you, and you decide to stay back. He's giving you more revelation as you go, but you decide to stay back. Why would he give you more? It stops. And that's the reason why a lot of people were, were not hitting 100 fold. Revelation, revelation is illumination. It's light. Paul said that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened. 
It's that enlightenment. That is a revelation. Man, you, you take off and go. You get a revelation on something, you go with it. Then you get to another point, and then he'll give you more revelation. And you keep building on that. Well, I heard that. I heard that. I heard that scripture a uh, hundred times, I bet. Well, did you get all the revelation out of it? I bet you haven't. I'm not a gambling man, but I would say I bet the whole farm that you don't have all the revelation. Don't stop. We practice it. We hear and obey. We hear and obey. It's our lifestyle. Man, I love getting revelation from the Word of God, but I also know that when I stop, why would He give me any more? Why would He? He won't. Because you're not honoring the Word. You're giving Word second place. So the first step is to hear and obey. Back to... Oh, i got to hurry up. Back to... Okay, back to my first note. My first... To have a soft heart is to hear and obey the Word. Just obey it. Amen. The second thing... Turn back to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. Hebrews 3, verse 13, it says that this is another way. This is another way, saints, we are to, you can have a soft heart. It says here, and, well, it says, but exhort. Verse 12, let's read verse 12. Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you with an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Don't fall back. But instead of falling back, he says, do something. He says, but exhort, come on, exhort one another daily. Now, we don't meet every day. But saints, we ought to be exhorting one another as we assemble together. Actually, just turn with me. Let's go ahead. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10. We all know this, but I think a lot of times we just take it for granted. Hebrews 10, turn with me, Hebrews 10. Uh, verse 22, or uh, verse 22, let's see, 10.25, it says, verse 24, 25, says, verse 24 says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting. Is that what he just said? He just said it. Exhorting one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. Saints, exhorting one another. This is another way to keep our hearts soft, tender, is to assemble together. Well, and I know, I've heard, I've actually heard it, that I've heard preachers I mean, I can't believe I'd heard it, but they said, well, it's not necessary to assemble yourselves. <laughs> I don't know what Bible they're reading. I don't know, but it says here we don't forsake it. There's something about that, a corporate anointing. There's something. About, see, this is obeying the word. Hear and obey. He just said, don't forsake it. So we, we can assemble together to exhort one another, to, to provoke one another. So that's another way of keeping our hearts tender towards Him. Another way, another way is, uh, the third way is to, 
to delight. Psalm 34 says to delight yourself in the Lord. That word delight means soft, be pliable. Turn with me to Psalm 95. I want to give you a good good example. That word ain't coming out right. Hallelujah, Psalm 95. Get my glasses on. Can you see the numbers? Psalm 95. Of course, this this is what the this is the this is the the, the Psalm David wrote. And but we saw that we just saw that the Holy Ghost said right. So take that in mind as we read this, and remember we're to exalt one another. L- listen, listen to this. Psalm 95, it says, I want to, I'm going to end with this. Hallelujah. <clears throat> o come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Hallelujah. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to Him with psalms. Does that sound... Doesn't that sound like Paul and Silas in, in prison in Acts 16? What were they doing? They were singing and shouting and praising God, singing songs, praising God. Instead of, they could have been complaining, right? Well, no, what they're doing, they're exhorting one another. It says, let us. Do you see that? Let us. It says, now that word, let us, I think I counted five times. I say one, two, three, four, five, six times. Six times it says, let us. Verse three, let, or verse three says, for the, Lord is, for the Lord is the great God and the great king above all gods. In his hand are deep places of the earth. The heights of the hill are also his. The sea is his. For he made it and his hands formed the dry land. O come. Let us. Do you get that? Let us. What, what's, so what's he doing here? Saints, he is delighting. We are delighting. It says, let us come to him and shout joyfully. This person is, is, is delighting. They are delighting themselves in the Lord. other words, soft, pliable heart. This is the key to keeping your heart soft, pliable for the word to land and to take root. You notice it's a choice. It let us. Let us. Over and over it's saying, let us. Verse 6. Oh, let us worship and bow down. Let us. Kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the sheep of His hand. Today, see, again, He's quoting it. Today, when it is today? Today. Today. Today, if you will hear and obey His voice, when? Today. Saints, it's a day of urgency. Don't put it off. It's today. This whole psalm, 
Saints, if we'll, if we'll practice this, giving Him thanks, praising Him, worshiping Him. And saints, now, see now it, it, it's going to have to come into our private life, right? Not just when we assemble, because we don't meet daily. So that means we're going to have to take, make some effort on our own part. What's this going to do, Pastor Chuck? It's going to keep your heart tender. When you have a thankful heart, it's like that, the good praise report that Mark gave. That, that keeps your heart soft and tender. You're praising God. I mean, now, Mark, you were, you were praising and thanking God before you even saw the manifestation. That's the key. You're thanking God before. You're praising God before. Paul and Silas were thanking God before, before they had to suddenly. But what are you doing? You're, you're, it's, it, it's keeping your heart tender. You cannot over-tenderize your heart. I mean, keep it tender before Him. Praise Him. Bow down before Him. Worship Him. Saints, make it a... Everybody should have a place in their home. You should have a place that you can get along with the Lord. I always think of Samuel, you know. He heard God's voice out of a place of rest. Out of that place of rest, out of his place. You should have a place of rest, a place that you can enter into a rest. A place that you can enter to his presence. Saints, because what, why do I say that? Because if you don't, you've you, you got to have that place. It's a place of prayer. Well, Pastor, I sound really boring. I think it's exciting. It's exciting because I guarantee you, saints, you, you get, if you, you spend time before him in his presence, I have to admit, I, I thank God for, I, I love revelation. I, I love getting his word. I love it when revelation comes forth. I, I just, I, I just, I thrive on that. It's a, it's rhema. When the word becomes a rhema, alive. See, so, uh, Proverbs 4, 20, 20 through 23 talks about, it's, it's life to those that find them. That word find means to discover. It means to illuminate. When you find something, it's illuminated. God has illuminated something to you. It's life. It's exciting. It's an adventure. It's not boring. Are you kidding me? Amen. Let's all stand up. Praise and worship too much. Come head up. You know, we just talked about thanking God, praising God. Why not spend some time thanking and praising God? Why not? Let's, let's keep our hearts tender before Him. Let's praise Him and thank Him. Amen. He says, exhort one another. Well, that's, that's Bible. That's being obedient. Hallelujah. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit myoasischurch.com. Thanks for listening.